if you're going to do that, that's close to line in, it can happen, isn't it? Yeah, it was a very poor try, that too. I think he kicked that in from there. Yeah, it was at least uh, scored again through Brown, but Ben Burnett the side of Paul, you know, picking a ball up uh, off of Louis, and Rampage, you know, we've scored a few tries like this season, like that this season, and he is a real danger around the, around the, around the line. Totally, he certainly is. Uh, there was a couple of times, I think there was one drive in there where he took about six players with him quick playing the ball and was caught in the corner, but it was later on in the second half. But he was unstoppable at times, Missouri. He's unplayable. You know, he, he really is. He's got so much strength and he can get the ball all out. He's got the eyes for the try on him. You put him in the stats there. He's scored a few times this season now and uh, he's looking a real handful. And I know I saw a few people mentioning the other week about, you know, possible man of steel, but he's got me right up there. So playing absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it's been brilliant so far. I'm sure he'll be uh, putting in some other big performances until uh, the season's out. Uh, Sofa continues a good farm park here. Another try uh, by Criswell and good work from him. Uh, gets him over the line. Yeah, I know Paul's just mentioned him as a player that really helped me on, uh, on Sunday. Um, he did a lot of good work with and, and without the ball. Um, but he's got a real eye for the try line. I think mean, he's scored some good tries on his game. And, uh, again, yeah. Great hands by Salford, sends him over in the corner and uh, we led 24-12 at half time. Round the, the full back to score, but a crucial moment in the game, Parker. They're sending off as uh, Hickson, uh, a really bad challenge on uh, Gaz O'Brien, uh, cost him the red card. Yeah, I felt, in a way, I felt like he's solid. He's a big stage of birth. He's absolutely, obviously, he's got his time. 
wrong. I don't think he's a malicious player whatsoever. So, uh, obviously, no, he, he did some like that. He's going to get punished. I think he's got a five-game ban for it. So, he probably, he probably can't argue with that. He'll probably say himself. He's, he's let himself down a bit there. But, uh, but yeah, he's he, he rightly did the, the red card, unfortunately, for him. Yeah, Lee was out uh, for 12 men and Salford took full advantage park here. Fry by Evel uh, coming back on the inside after good work by South uh, to score. Yeah, another good try, but, you know, the whole build-up for it from one side to the other, we obviously, you know, we worked out it was a shot of the man. And I think Lee would have probably expected to try the other side to the option. Um, we'll switch the ball right across the park and do a fantastic finish style. Again, another, another solid finisher of the try. Yeah. We've got so much talent this lad, but no matter where he plays, he will score tries. And game inside, he left me a ball and just, you know, just didn't wake it. And again, you know, great drive from him. Again, another, you know, that, that's the kind of time in the game where we need to stamp our authority and we did. And, uh, you know, at that point, I think we all really took a breather a little bit easier. Yeah, Lee didn't lie down, though. Try by Dawson, but Salford finished the scoring. Uh, Paul with a try from Johnson, his second of the game. Looking for the corner like all good wingers should. Yeah, and another great finish for them. And, uh, but yeah, just, just credit to Lee, though, as he didn't lie down. I thought it was dangerous because you look at their three quarters, you think the Crooks, Fleming, and Dawson got a lot of hate there. And they did, they caused the problems at this stage in that game, but uh, I thought we defended well when we needed to. And uh, we took our chances well, I thought, on Sunday. When I was presenting with chances in, in sort of their 25, we got over the line and we took it well. And like, just go back to what Parker said. Yeah, we spoke to Craig Cox Jack after the game. Paul, this is what he has to say. So 
sometimes make a difference for you, don't we? We have got some big players in there, and the ones we had also the Pumper Callan on Sunday. Yeah. I thought Scott Jack was magnificent in that first half. I mean, he played, he must have played virtually, you know, 35 minutes that first half, flat out, setting the ball in every time, landing on his run. And there was something against my folks, and they've got some big lads there, and they, they were an holding back. But he's always up for it, he's always up for the fight, isn't he? And, uh, and again, I thought he was one of our, our real standouts. Yeah, looking at the stats, uh, the top tacklers, Logan Tongs is with 27, Cock Jack with 24, Lamatazzi with 25. Ben Men at the Dallas 25, Paul, you know, the ball was putting a you know, big shift in on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, they certainly do. The ball has worked hard and the recap and the pack has been really solid this year, whether it's been in defence or, or going forward, you can't really fault anybody. You know, like we said before, it's not like a major change on the team from last season, but what they are doing this season, they're working out and they're working really well for each other. You know, the fitness is there as well. I think a lot of that's got to be down to the, the, the lads there and the coaching on the coaching staff, so we're... Uh, yeah, some, some fantastic efforts on Sunday. Yeah, the big meter makers, Oli Finicky with 86, Scott Jones with 91, Junior Sam with 116, and, jo- and Johnson with 128. Uh, Parker, Oli Finicky, fired out of his skin, making big meters, and it's uh, great to see. Yeah, he is, he's certainly starting to mark, hasn't he, this season? And, uh, you know, with, with Flanagan being, being back fit, I think everybody would expect him to swap straight back into his form, but obviously, what's overseeing him, and, you know, and he's basically said, Yeah, it's, it's fine, Gavin. What, he puts himself in them situations, but that one. 
well the matches uh, Ben Murnett Masala. Gavin Costrell, Ben Murnett Masala, far from perfect. Paul, obviously Ben Murnett Masala getting a lot of raps uh, after his two tries this week. Nicholas Fletcher, uh, not yellow again, please. Here's my other match with Johnson. Uh, Parky, not, not so keen on the yellow kit. Another two points. Smith is man of the match with Ben Murnett Masala. Uh, and my dad points, points, joint top, and his man of the match with uh, Ben Murnett Masala. Well, so yeah, happy days, everyone's happy. We've put in a great performance at Magic Weekend, important win, and uh, you know, it's on into your next few weeks and uh, continue to build on it. So, that was the end of the review of the, uh, the league game. What we'll do now, we'll look at all the big news coming out of the South Red Devils this week. <laughs> So, all the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils, we're going to start uh, with the recent po- project. Uh, the second phase of that is at the AJ Bell Stadium at 3.30pm. Parker, uh, opportunity for fans to go down and have a word. The club have seemed to have handpicked a you know, few fans to go down and have their say. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, obviously the other side of the, the story, if you like, what the club have got, you know, as ammunition. Um, I can't. I can't imagine anybody who actually applies to, to be on this uh, this panel or anything like that or to come to this meeting who who would be for any move or anything like that. So it, yeah, it'd be good and it's it good to come and engage in now at least. You know, it's, we, we've all been a bit negative about you know it's just been a one way thing and we've had to you know protest or whatever. But now that, you know they're, gonna, they're obviously willing to listen and hopefully we'll see some results from the survey. I've got to work, unfortunately. But hopefully, uh, Paul, you know, there'll be a, a lot of positiveness, a lot of uh, working together with fans and clubs to, to move the club forward uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be good and uh, it'd be great to hear what, what, what comes out about it anyway. 
Yeah, you know, obviously, hopefully, I think the club are looking at doing alternate days for people who can't get down uh, and, and, and haven't been signed up and, and picked. But we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, you know, the fans and, and the club will hopefully work together and it'll be uh, all end up uh, nice in the end. Uh, next bit of news, uh, tickets for the Wakefield game, uh, £10 uh, parquet and the Catalan game. It's great the club will put these offer out uh, for friends, for future ticket holders. Yeah, it's up to it's up to the you know, the public now to uh, you know to come along. I mean, ten quid. Well, I mean, probably what kind of night out you know going to get for ten quid anywhere else? It's, it's, it's so cheap, it's unbelievable. And to watch a team like ours at the moment, you know, realistically, we should pay fifty quid. But there you go. Uh, no, it's, it's a great offer for the club for the next two games, and I hope people take them up on it because you know the, the boys deserve the support. And the, you know. Yeah, Dave Campbell and his, his Salford supermen and women have been out putting posters up, Paul. It's, it's great. We're getting the message out. People are sharing uh, things on Facebook about how good Salford are playing at the moment. It's a real good feel, good factor uh, at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, I mean, I've seen tickets all the back. I've been playing on top of the season tickets to watch the way play at the moment if you can't see the win. Because it's been great. The rugby league we play is fantastic. It's another great game. Anybody who comes up and watches them, he's going to go have a bit of that. You know, anyone who watches it on, on, uh, on Sunday, 
Monday on Sky, you know, in the pubs, in the clubs, they'll know about it, they'll know it's a bank holiday weekend coming up, and then we, I think a lot of people will be, uh, you know, thinking about it, and, uh, yeah, we've got to keep it up now, though, I mean, you know, on, on the pitch, success is, is obviously the key, but like you say, getting, getting this every week, these posters out there, you know, and, and like Paul said, as of next year, make sure everyone knows when we're playing, where we're playing, you know, and, and hopefully the, the, the success is matched on the pitch, as it has been this year, both go hand in hand, and, uh, you know, the crowd's will increase, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, time is building, Paul, and it's good news, and hopefully, you know, we'll continue to do that. Uh, next bit of news, the Soccer of Devils Education Academy is hosting an open day uh, for all students uh, prior to the Catalan game on the 26th of May. It runs from 6pm till 7pm. Uh, it sounds like it's uh, going to be a good event, that. Yeah, it certainly does. And looking at this weekend as well, I think the weather is looking good, isn't it? So on Friday night, getting down there, I think there's going to be a real buzz there uh, Friday night. I think you're going to get a big crowd and you know, get, get the youngsters involved as well. I think it's going to be a really good night. And, uh, you know, Catalan Dragons as well, and we've just got to be wary about them when I'm losing the coach, and we'll speak about that later, but yeah, it all falls well for a big atmosphere and a big event on Friday night. Yeah, basically, part of the Open Day is an open training session with a first-team players packet, and a talk about what courses and opportunities are available uh, for you. You know, it's great that obviously the, the, the uh, Sulphur Red Devil Foundation and the uh, Sulphur Red Devil Education Academy engaging in, in with the people in the, uh, in the local area, and it's good to see. Program as well, Paul. It's, it's all coming together, I think, and uh, you know, hopefully, patience will be 
be held and we can continue to grow? I think that's the key, Bob. I think the patience is, is the key at the moment because there's a lot of good things going on, you know, off the field. You know, the, the shows that we're doing, the Sound of Solomon doing shows out, there's a lot of people, a lot of Facebook sites are up. There's a buzz, isn't there? There's a real buzz and I think things are growing and the, the crowds are growing despite what people say. I think, I think there's a lot of interest there at the club at the moment, off the field and the, the team are doing really well on it. I mean, I've not been this excited about Solomon for a while, I was excited about Solomon, but not this team about what we can achieve. You know, I think. I think the, the, the potential's there and the sky's really the limit for It's an exciting time to be a soccer sport. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Justin Carney left Parky, moved, he'd left and gone to Hulk here. Um, you know, he was a, a great talent in a red shirt, uh, but obviously circumstances has, has cost him and now he has to go to Hulk Yeah, massive shame, really, the way it's all worked out. You know, we, I, I still don't think we managed to get the best, you know, or see the best out of Justin. Um, you know, disappointing left, but I understand the club's stance on it. You know, he, what he's done is, he, you know, he's he pleaded guilty to it, and uh, you know, he, we 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 can't tolerate that kind of behaviour, unfortunately. You know, that's not that's not in the, in the spirit of the game. Um, so I, I wish him all the best. You know, I really will, and uh, I'm sure he'll be back to Arsenal one day. Yeah, to flip that over though, Paul, you know, it's an opportunity now for someone to take the shirt, Evans or or Bibby. You know, it's opportunity knock now for them. So the reason the way Greg Johnson's playing at the moment, he's playing out of his skin, finishing well. I think Nia Levels, he's scored a great try on, uh, on Sunday against Lee, real great finishing. That's what you get from now, terrific support player. Uh, what he's got to fill in at fullback, he did really well as well. When Gareth Paul Bryant was out, he's, he's coming and, you know, Jay Bibby's there waiting in the wings as well. So those, those two guys are fighting for that one, that one spot there. So, uh, so yeah, I think we've got it covered at the moment. I've seen a few people calling on social media and stuff like that. We're going to bring somebody in there. Yeah, obviously we've one out, but one in for Salford Parker. James Hassan signed uh, from Parramatta. Uh, you know, seems like a good player. Yeah, I must admit, I don't know an awful lot about that. I've asked around, uh, you know, a few folks, and uh, you know, you get a lot like this. You play, you know, NRL games, and apparently he was wanted by the club, um, and he, he's one of these unknown quantities. I'm sure he's unknown for every other club in that way that. You know, once he puts on a red shirt, nobody's going to know what to expect until you play. Um, but, you know, he has played with a level. He did the, the uh, a grand final winning squad over there. So, you know, he's obviously no dummy. Uh, and, uh, you know, I can't, I can't wait to see him play. He's a young lad. Lots to prove now. Um, he comes over here with, uh, you know, British passport and born over here. So, he's, you know, he's, he's not cool to things. He's nothing like that. I'm sure, you know, he's willing to, to come in and fight because, you know, he, he would have a struggle to get in that pack, I really think, so if everyone was there, you know, I don't care who you bring in at the moment. Um, but yeah, we, we, you know, obviously what those identified him, because he's the man that, you know, goes after the players. Uh, he's had a look and he thought, right, you'll do for me, and they kind of went up into the squad. Sure, his personality must be spot on, because otherwise he wouldn't have it. Um, so yeah, you know, I look forward to seeing the last. Yeah, it adds a bit of a bit of depth, Paul. You know, that had a bit different to, to what we've already got. You know, Ian Watson shuffling his pack, uh, ready for the uh, challenges ahead. Definitely, yeah. And, you know, you can never be short of forward, I don't think, can you? Because, you know, the last few weeks, George Griffith's been out. Adam Warfield's a bit of a knock as well. Those are two players who've been, you know, especially Adam Warfield, well, both of them have been outstanding this season. And, uh, you know, George had to play that position quite a lot as well. So, those two guys have got knocked and they're out. So, you've got a strength, you've got a strength. 
people to do it. And I think when you you come out to the the eight people might bring players in as well. So so yeah, I think he'll do well. Just going back to what Parkinson, I think he hit the nail on the head there. Really, I'm sure Ian Watson has signed him. No, no, you don't not just because he, he he thinks he's a decent player, but because of his attitude as well. Because Ian Watson seems to sign players of a certain attitude and a certain work ethic, and I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure this one will be the same. Yeah, uh, obviously looking at other other news, Parker, the club um, are looking to sort of create with those fans a kind of a fans charter uh, to see obviously what should be acceptable and what shouldn't be when when watching Salford. Obviously, for me personally, I think it's up to the individual fans to, to moderate their behaviour. Um, but obviously, the club have ideas about how they can make the match day experience better. Yeah, I think you know the club have got to be seen to be doing things as well. We, you know, there have been a few in over the last couple of years that they have uh, you know just silly behaviour really usually led by, by a little bit too much drink perhaps um, but yeah I mean it's like signing the contract in that way isn't it you know you're, you're agreeing that you will behave in a certain way um, you know this isn't the fun police this is just you know people we can't go around you know people running on the pitch and stuff like the club getting fined every time it happens you know and it doesn't, it doesn't do us any favours um, so yeah, I think just, just a good way of, you know, just reminding, you know, fans that we, we've got responsibility and, you know, these the young kids there at the game is probably, not, you know, they don't want to see and do a certain thing. Um, you know, it's going to happen, you, you know, the, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going to condemn anybody for, you know, for, for the odd twisted in language, but, um, you know, it, you, you've got a responsibility really and I, I, don't, um, I, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, I thought you'd take your kids uh, Paul, to the game, you, you want to be able to, you know, be able to watch the game, not in a, you know, a too toxic a- a- atmosphere. And, you know, I suppose if the fans and the club work together on this, it, it could be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. I mean, I remember when I first started going, I used to drive to death. I used to go with my dad's one of the people used to go with what he used to say. Well, I think time has changed, aren't they? And, uh, you, you're still going to get that because he's a passionate sport. You're still going to get people saying things sometimes. We don't expect it to be like, uh, School classroom doing whatever got a finger on the look. But you know, there is a there is a way you've got to behave and, and what have you and they're the people do, don't they? And I'm sure uh, I've sworn in front of kids before now and you just obviously say, you know, sorry, don't hear it in track and I'm sure people do that, but like we said, the vast vast majority of people behave. But yeah, it's gonna be I'm sure it'd be, it'd be a good thing anyway. Yeah, uh comes to Warrington Parker, um it's ten pound a person, uh, it's pick up at Shanders, Royal Sovereign, Echo Town Hall and the Dog and Partridge. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a few fans down to Warrington. Oh, I think, yeah, Paul mentioned it before. We always travel pretty well. And uh, I think if, you know, fingers crossed we get a win on Friday as well. They'll just keep building. The, the fans are going to turn off. I mean, I, I don't remember taking the coach to Warrington. I mean, you know, it's literally down the road. People generally make their own way. But this just shows the interest that's there. The people now, you know, you, you, it won't have access that much. are willing to, you know, jump on the coach and get there. Uh, and I, I'm sure there'll be a, you know, a lot of rest there. I mean, like I say, it all depends. Well, a lot of it depends on what happens Friday, because we don't you know, let ourselves down in any way. Um, oh, yeah, I think everyone will be up for this. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. Uh, Paul, if, if obviously fans want to get on the bus, uh, ring the club on 0161786 uh, and obviously get to know the times, the pickups, and all that. Uh, Paul, Paul, uh, Paul, you know, it, it's an opportunity for fans to. To get down there, Bank Holiday Monday. Uh, hopefully, a big following from Salford. Yeah, don't forget, it's Bank Holiday Monday as well, so I don't know what like the public 
fans to to link up with people who have their seats in the car park it. And it's, it's a good thing that obviously some fans aren't able to get to the games and it's an opportunity for you know them if they can't get down because they haven't got a car to get to the game. Yeah, certainly. I mean, a lot, a lot of the, you know, the whole game, a lot of the excuses people not going is I can't get there. Uh, these people who live in your area, you know, are willing to come and pick you up and take you to the game and drop you back off. I think it's a great idea. I really do. Whoever came up with it was, uh, you know, done really well there. Um, same for away games, you know, if someone wants to go, so we, we, we always need all the support we can get. So, you know, if people are willing to pull the stocks out and, you know, say I've got space in my car, I'm going to jump in or whatever, you know, I, I think it's brilliant. I think uh, we, that needs something that's probably a bit more advertising as well, really. Yeah, I think it's another positive thing, uh, you know, that's happening in, in the, the fans, what the fans are doing to, to try and generate, you know, interest and hopefully it'll all pay off in the end. Uh, so, next bit we've got is uh, an interview with Norman Robinson, uh, Salford's uh, timekeeper, won Fan of the Week last week um, at, in a is it rugby league page. Uh, we had an interview with him about six weeks ago. Dan Robinson had a chat with him and uh, about his time following Salford, and this is what he had to say. Hello, so this is Dan Robinson from Devil in the Detail, joined by a very special guest this week, uh, celebrating 80 years of age and uh, 46 year as the Salford Red Devils timekeeper uh, and my granddad Norman Robinson. Hello Norman. Hello Daniel. So just a quick chat Norman, we want to get you on the show. Uh, a few people want to you know, ask a few questions and everything and one of the main things was is how did you become the Salford timekeeper? How did it come about? I was stood out uh, in the willows talking to my wife who was doing the preparing the buffet when Graham Atkinson came running out of his office, asked me, was I going into the game? And I said, yes. He asked me, would he do him a favour? I said, forgotten that the current timekeeper was, had gone in hospital for 24 hours and he had nobody to do it. So I said, yes. And he introduced me to the St. Alex timekeeper who showed me what to do. And the Jack Roby, who was the original timekeeper, should have been out of hospital on the Saturday. Unfortunately, he had a relapse and he died the following Monday. And Graham asked me, would I like to continue with it? And I've done it ever since. So there's sort of a, uh, you know, we need you here now and then 46 years later, you're still doing it. Um, going, looking back at when you first started as a timekeeper, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed now, hasn't it? It's a lot different to how it was. Um, what sort of changes have you seen over the, the 46 years that you've done it? Has, it? has it been positive changes? Has it been not so positive? And how, how do you feel that it's gone?
which was a bit of a laugh when he considered they being paid to do it, and we've done it for all that length of time for free. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've, you've done it, obviously, voluntary from the club uh, yeah. in the, the entire time, um, and, you know, a lot of uh, the, the fans that listen to the show and a lot of people uh, that heard you interview on BBC Radio Manchester at the St. Helens game, which was quite convenient that 46 years ago, to the day, I think it was, that it was yeah. St. Helens that we played, and we played St. Helens that night as well. Um, so a few people were asking, you know, about some information on yourself, and I was explaining to you, the, you know, the fans that were asking that for the past, I think it was the 20, past 24 years, is it, you've travelled to and from, I don't know, no. to the games. Only 18. Only 18, right. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so for the past 18 years, you have travelled to and from, didn't know, yeah. Yeah, so you travelled from uh, North Wales, it's, it's about a two-hour journey to the... Yeah. game and then you travel back after the game as well so it's you know it's it's some commitment and um, looking back on it and your years as, as, as a Salford timekeeper do you think that the, the best Salford side that you've seen is you know you've had the Watkins era you've had you know Steve Blake live and we had those players and, and the current squad now how, how, you know what sort of team of your 46 years do you think were you know the standout Salford team in your in your mind the one with the David Watkins and Chris Hesketh, Fielding, Kuhlman, Charlton, and the days of Brian Snake. Yeah. They were the best team ever, I think. They, they took some beating, didn't they? Yeah. You know, the Willows and, you know, uh, David Watkins, uh, you know, I mean, we were talking earlier about Gus Risman as well. Um, so looking at, you know, all the squads that they've played uh, for, for the club, who do you think has been that one player where... You know, it's been a massive statement that Salford have had. I know it's going back, you know, a number of years to think about that. But what plays? You mentioned David Watkins. You know, we mentioned the likes of um, Gus Risman. Uh, you know, Keith Fielding, those type of players. What what sort of player stands out in your mind as one of the best Salford players? Well, one of my favourites, uh, maybe not an outstanding player for Salford, was Sid Williams, who used to play on the wing in the days just after Di Davis who was the Welsh international prop forward who played for Salford many, many years ago. When I started watching um, Salford and taking a real interest, because I started going with my father when I was only five years old, and it was later on that I became really interested in the game. Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned, I mean, we mentioned together, you know, a few players. Looking at the current squad that we've got this year, you know, it's exciting times, you know, we're playing really, really well. Yes. How do you think the season's going to pan out and, you know, where realistically, in your opinion, do you think that we can we can achieve this year? What can we achieve? I think we can definitely finish in the top four as long as luck to a certain extent goes our way and we get the rub of the green in tight situations. Yeah. I mean, a lot of uh, people have been saying that, you know, we've not really had any major injuries. You know, we, had, we lost Ben Murdoch Machilla at the start of the season and we lost Lala Haraki as well. Um, but we've got players there this season for me, and I don't know about yourself, this season. I feel like we've got a really strong support network of players as well. So when someone goes out of the squad, there's somebody there to replace yeah, them. I feel like, um, I mean, I know I've not been supporting the club as long as you have, um, but I feel this is probably the first season we've actually had a group of players that are very consistent coming off the bench as well. I don't know how you feel yeah, about that. I think so. We have got some good younger players as well. And it's essential that we try and keep hold of these younger players because that was our problem in the late 70s with the David Watkins 
branch Napier that all the players were brilliant, but they all grew old together, and the younger ones had not had a chance, and they had gone elsewhere, and we were left with a dearth of talent. Yeah. So, looking at this, you know, back to this season, who do you think has been the, the main key player for Salford? You know, we, we've spoken to the listeners, um, and, and they've sent us their information, and, you know, people have been saying Michael Dobson's been really influential for us. Uh, do you think Rob Lewis stepped up his game this year? Uh, the likes of Cop Jack, you know, the core players have kind of stood out. Who stood out for you this season up to now? I think Cop Jack mainly. Yeah, he's the outstanding player. Dobson, loving him as a back, um, you know, compared to a forward, he's certainly in there with him, making uh, a good team all round. Everybody, it seems to me, if somebody's heard, there are other players that can swap positions. Like um, centres can play loose. Yeah, Josh Jones, 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 that's the player I was thinking of. He can play in the centre equally as good as playing in the second row. And it's these dual position players that you really need. Yeah, you know, one of a lot of people spoke about this year is Mark Flanagan. You know, he seems to do a lot of things quite well. And again, he can fit in at you know centre, uh, you know second row. He's forward. I think he's had a stint of prop. And even Hopper, I think he, he, he had a spell uh, playing at number nine for us. And you know, it's this versatility that we've got this season that you know I really think can push us on to, to doing quite good things this season. Yeah. How he tackled that centre, uh, Jason Black. Good cup run 
um, and, and to speak about that. So we've, we've spoken about, obviously, moments um, that you've had at the club. Um, you know, may you continue doing it, you know, with the job. Uh, how are you feeling at the moment about doing the job at the top? Is everything going okay? Everything's going very, very well at the moment, yes. There's quite a lot of people that don't know who I am. <laughs> well, I'm sure, obviously, getting you on the show this week and all the, you know, the listeners listen to it and, you know, uh, on Friday it'll be, uh, you know, I mean, people that work at the club that don't know who I am. <laughs> uh, so we're going to obviously talk about, um, you know, your, your time at the club, we spoke about that. Uh, you know, if any of the supporters of the club, uh, you know, you will be there on Good Friday. Uh, it's your 18th birthday, so if anybody wants to come and say hello, I'm sure you'll be around about doing your timekeeping as normal. Uh, you know, various you know people will, will, will no doubt say hello. Um, but you know, you've been, and this is on a family point of view now. Uh, you know, the main person around everybody because I know you've mentioned, you know, the, uh, my grandma. Obviously, Norma, she started doing the the buses for the club. Uh, yourself then did the timekeeping. Uh, I know my dad uh, did the scoreboard at the Willows. Um, I did ball buying, Liam, you know, my cousin Liam's done the ball buying, I've worked at the club media wise and things like that. And it's, it, it has felt like a family affair when we watch Salford. I know in the olden days, um, going back when I was sort of five or six, and I'm not going to say how, you old, how old you were there, Grandad, um, but going back then I remember sort of nice trips uh, where, you, you know, me and my sister, yourself and my grandma, you'd be doing the timekeeping for Salford against Whitehaven, and we'd travel to Whitehaven. And, you know, it was, the whole part of it was, it was, you know, we went as a family, you know, you still had your job to do at the club. Uh, do you think that's what's missing at the club now? Do you think you need that sort of, because I know on BBC Radio Manchester, you mentioned about, you know, the camaraderie that you used to have, where you'd go in the director's box and, you know, you'd chat to all the, you know, the, the directors of the club, you know, you had the likes of John Wilkinson, um, Howie Clegg, uh, who was the other ones that were there at the time, that sort of thing, you had um, Albert White, yeah. you know, people like that. Do you think that's what's missing at the moment?
So that was the interview Dan put together with uh, Dan uh, Norman Robinson. Uh, it was a great listen. And now what we'll do, we'll look forward to what the amateur sides have done uh, this week with Paul. I'll start off with the National Conference League. There's not a massive support this week, but in a magic weekend, there wasn't lots of amateur games, and there's not many games coming up this weekend, but it'd be in a bank holiday. But I'll just bring you what I have got. Uh, there's a fantastic match in the National Conference Premier Division on Saturday between Wastrow and Hornets. I've got to say, raising you know, both sides up towards the top end of the team. Wastrow currently sits in third. Wastrow and Hornets have dropped slightly over the weekend, but this game is a great game, according to the report. They finished 18 points apiece, 10 all at half time. Carpool, if the fans are interested in hopefully, hopefully getting a lift um, to the game, 
Okay, and the uh, Soap Red Army Twitter page have produced a just giving page to try and raise £200 to produce a flag regarding the uh, Manchester terror attack, show our support for the victims and their families. So obviously, if you want to donate to that, um, go down on the Twitter page and, uh, and add a couple of quid into the, into the pot. So, looking forward to the game against Catalan Dragons, Paul. You know, another big game coming up for Soap Red Devils. Yeah, right, that's a, that's a really big game, though. You know, we're, we're on a good run at the moment. I think it's five wins on the spin at the moment. And, uh, you know, Catalan's been off the coast as well this week, so are we going to get a bit of a backlash there? I don't know, I probably think we are, so uh, we have to be on our guard because it was a tough game at their place. But I think it really is brilliant. So, you know, get a bit of adversity going on with the Catalan at Easter, so I think we'll be here about through the point on Friday night against the Dragons. Yeah, big set of forward uh, the Catalan Dragons party, and, you know, our forward's going to be up for the, the challenge on Friday. Yeah, and as, as we mentioned earlier, that pack of been, you know, points for the whole season, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I know because uh, Gijo at the fullback has been some really good form from as well. He's, he's a real danger, a real threat. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't think what goes of this way, but we all want for that game. Because uh, the score line, when you look at it on paper, and even watching the game, you can probably a little bit embarrassing. But like Paul said, we went through the, the ring of, uh, for a couple of days there. You know, we, we grew up. Andy Paul as well, the likes of Jody Broughton, you know, so we have to keep an eye on them. Yeah, certainly. I think we can. 
years. Big thanks for tuning into this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parker. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and WhiteLineFeverRadio.com. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.